When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello, and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. We've had a short break here at Wales Online Towers, but we're back. Dominic Booth, Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. We're going to discuss um, a huge amount, range of topics really, obviously starting with the Emiliano Sala tragedy, going on to talk about the Arsenal game and those tributes and the performance as well. And we're recording this on Transfer Deadline Day, so that should present its own talking points for Nathan and Paul. Plus, at the end, there's a new twist to Blakey's predictions whereby he may help you win £25,000. What a deal that would be. On 25 large. I know. Unfortunately, we can't get our hands on any of it, Nathan. <laughs> um, let's start, though, with um, rather serious and sad news, of course. Um, we haven't done a podcast since the disappearance of Emiliano Sala. Of course, on that light aircraft over from Nantes to Cardiff. An event, Nathan, that has, has shaken not just Cardiff City, but the wider football world. Yeah, it's... Uh... I, I said on um, I've said previously Tom on different media outlets uh, I just I felt for his um, his parents really as a as a father myself um, my words were you know you can't give up hope I believe in miracles my my youngest son born 26 weeks he's now almost 17 he's a walking miracle you know problems with eyes should have been blind and you know, lucky miracles, call them what you want, but he's here today. So I look, at, I take it from that standpoint and I look and think, you know, as as a parent, I, I see my, my brother pass away at 32 and what it done to my mother. So it's it's that part, you know, the, the sibling, the sister, the, the, the mum, the dad and the wider family is the concern, but um, human tragedy. Not yeah, it's just tragedy. it's tragic. It's tragic, and uh, you know, I just my my biggest my biggest hope now, if that regardless of how he's just found, because I think it becomes uh, too much to take if you don't find him. Yeah, yeah. Either way, uh, I just think that is just too much to take for any parent and that's that's the point I come from because I've seen his mum I've seen his dad I've seen his sister um, and you know football was secondary it was just I just thought uh, the human element of it and uh, that almost you know, some have said to me is it was totally avoidable some said like you know it's a tragic accident I don't know it doesn't the, matter in a the, way, does it, it? it doesn't it's matter I don't care way. it's tragic it's tragic both ways, Dom. Nail on the head, you know. Either or, it is tragic situation, and I can only, like I said, reiterate, 
I can only feel for the parents, the the the, the club, um, the boys he was coming to, the boys he had left, and that harrowing which plays in the back of my mind every so often. That that transcript of the phone uh, conversation and what he was saying almost predicted what was going to happen to him. Well, he did in so many ways predict what was going to happen because I just thought to myself, you probably put myself in his position then when he was making that phone call and saying, send out the search party and what have you. I put myself in that situation. I probably would have been saying exactly the same thing but not truly believing it's going to happen and then for it to, you know, come to fruition is just yeah it's a it's very difficult to take very Some, difficult to something take. that's affected the club deeply as well on an I emotional level I think it level. affects everybody it, it, it hits you you know if if you've got children or not you don't wish it on anybody not even your worst enemy but I think if we have children you know as an, as an adult when you're 20 25 you think a certain way once you have children you realise they become the most important thing in your life. And, you know, that for me is what I can get my head round, you know. It's, it's really difficult. And Paul, we heard Neil Warnock talk with real emotion before the Arsenal game um, about how difficult it had been for him to, to deal with the situation, having met Emiliano and, and his family and having uh, not wanting to speak during the first week after the, the events. Have you... What have you made of, of the club's handling of of a terrible, unthinkable situation? I think I think um, Ken Chu, who's the Cardiff chief executive, has come out with it with enormous credit. I think that he's handled it in a really tactful manner and sympathetic manner. Um, I my my memory of it. Horrible, these are horrible memories. Blake, the way Blake has just spoken there is incredibly emotional. Um, um, my my memory of last week, uh, it's a horrible one as well. As I, I actually went last Friday to to the club in the in the afternoon, um, because uh, Ken Chu and Bluebird staff were laying down their own flowers and lighting candles at the memorial garden that's been set up there by the statue. Um, and afterwards I was going in for a cup of coffee with Ken inside the club yeah and we were just walking back and he suddenly said to me um, oh can you just excuse me for one one minute please yeah and he and he veered off to the left and I suddenly noticed four people walking outside where the superstore is at the ground so on a slightly higher level um, and I suddenly realised it was the Salah family and they walked across, they wanted to see the memorial Blakey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they walked across, including his sister Rabina. Mm-hmm. And she was no more than 10 yards away from me. And I don't think I will ever, ever forget her just breaking down. It was a horrible thing mm-hmm. to witness. Mm-hmm. It really was. And it really brought home the. I don't the magnitude of it, because it's obvious what the magnitude is. It just rammed it all home to you. And it, the, the, this is way beyond football, way beyond football. This is the human story. Mm. And of course, we all have focused on Salah. But of course, there's the pilot's family to think of here Absolutely. as well. Yeah. You know, okay, he wasn't as young as, um, as Emiliano, but, you know, there, tragedy, there's. Tragedy, tragedy. Yeah. Mm. And, I think I think given the circumstances, Don, to answer that question, I think the club have handled it 
really, really well up to this point. Mm, and, and the um, fans too, in my opinion, and, and the wider footballing family, the way you've seen other fans pay their respects. I know, think that's down at the memorial, all those different shirts and scarves and various yeah. clubs all over the world. I think that's, that <laughs> yeah. is... I mean, when I, when I was there, I saw the Swansea one there, I saw the Forest Green Rovers scarf. The fact that the Cardiff we saw Cardiff fans went to Nantes game was it against Saint-Étienne, I think I'm right in saying on, yep. on Tuesday night and I just you know, um the way the the tributes pre Premier League matches have, have have um been carried off. Um I think the Cardiff fans have been magnificent in all this. As, as the football world, as you say, so I think that's a really good point that you make there, Don. I think there's there's comfort to be taken from that, you know. It's 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 haunting. That's what it is to me, you know. It's and and sometimes, you know, I've experienced. I mean, I don't want to speak of them, you know, in the past tense, but I've experienced many deaths in my family, you know, from immediate to, you know, extended and. Uh, Sometimes you look for explanations, and they, 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 there's just no explanation sometimes. There's no rhyme, no reason. And you think this is so undeserved, it's so unfair. But sometimes, you know, life, we've seen it with the Leicester City situation. Sometimes life just throws these curveballs at you that don't make sense. And you think, you know, everyone asks the question, why? Why, you know, why was why did that happen to those two gentlemen in that situation? And to be honest, you Dom, there's we're not going to say no, finances, are we? No, no, you, you see, you see them, you see tragedies all over the world. Seen the Brazilian one the other day with the dam bursting, and you think, you know, those people, you know, there's no, there's no reason for them to have, you know, have to suffer that, but. Because they do. because he he you know has been Cardiff City's fifteen million pound record signing, a Premier League footballer. There's more, there's more to this to come, isn't there? In terms of you know what happens to the fee and all this that and the other, but this is that's not for now. But there will be uh, questions th- down the line. There's going to be investigations, won't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, because there's. Uh, I mean, so many people have asked me, does the fee get paid? Has it been paid? Uh, I, I really don't know. Uh, you know, that's for the clubs and insurances and things like that. That's way, way up and above. But I know that a, stop, a, stop, a Bordeaux are entitled to 50% of the um, fee. A, a part of the fee, yeah. Um, and a story had arisen in one of the papers, I think it was Monday morning, Tom, about Bordeaux demanding that fee, which mm. they immediately distanced themselves from. Yeah. Credit to Bordeaux yeah. Football Club for immediately coming out and said, hang on a minute, we have not demanded anything. This is far too sensitive. Yeah, you can't demands, money now. Demands to be made or anything like that. It comes Absolutely. back to what I said, Blakey, that this is way beyond football. But because it is football, questions will need to be addressed further down the line way beyond football but it was fitting that Cardiff's next game after the tragedy was marked by tributes before the Arsenal game Um, the yellow placards held up by the fans the daffodils on people's shirts the scarves and the banners Cardiff fans like we've said it before but I think before that Arsenal game um, they came out I think they come out with real credit for the way they they responded and paid tribute you've got to understand Cardiff fans come with a, a, a reputation as well you know a reputation that goes before them often as soon as we travel over the border it tends to be but you know I've always said 
you know, I don't say they're among the best fans I played under, but they are generally. They've done things like I've mentioned on my podcast before. They've done things that, you know, other players when I played for teams couldn't believe that they were doing. So, you know, all credit to them. I think the way they've handled themselves and the situation, they've been a credit to the club and themselves, really. And a good quote from Neil Warnock for, to sort of lead us in to talk about the Arsenal game because he said football is important. It, may, it doesn't seem important enough to something like this, but it, you know, it is important. And what would Emiliano have wanted? He would have wanted Cardiff to, to put in a performance. Um, and after the game, he even admitted with a smile actually that shouting at the fourth official in the first five minutes of the game sort of felt like normality to him and I thought that was that was quite nice in a way that football can be a distraction from these things and, and it does go on yeah absolutely I, I, I totally get that and again I can speak from experience um, I was at Wolves when my brother passed away and he was 32 and um, it's like a, it's like a sanctuary and training you're kind of in a bit of a daze um, come the game and your 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 mood you can't lift yourself and when you go out in front of 30,000 as the game goes you, you start to almost come to life you, you, the, the automatic triggers in your brain start to fire the normality take the touch run move pass score blah blah and emotion mm. it takes over it overrides it but then you know after the game you walk off you sit down and the emotions come back down and then you realise, you know, what's happened, where you are, what's happened. So I understand that completely, yeah. And the pattern of the game was was interesting. It kind of did almost take five minutes to maybe come to terms with the occasion to get back to normality, like you say. Mm. But then they put in a really, really spirited performance, Blakey. Yeah, they, I, I mean, the, the performance was fantastic. Um, the irony was so sad was in he did a goal scorer. Mm. It's just like you couldn't write it, but um, yeah, I, I felt the performance was was not great. I felt Arsenal were a bit like in past teams. I've said earlier in the season, teams are kind of turning up at seventy percent, knowing they're going to beat Cardiff. Even if you ch- Cardiff check everything at them, they still feel they're going to. They have this arrogance to feel. Well, well it nearly didn't happen yeah, for us. And in it, fairness, it, it, they could have but, easily been punished in the first half. But nearly doesn't. Nearly, it did happen. Mm. That's that's the sad thing is that, you know, as well as Cardiff played, and the chances they created, what they needed to do was take one or two of those chances. Um, I refer to the the game last night, Bournemouth and Chelsea. You know, there's there's, there's an arrogance to feel like, oh well, you know, we'll get away with it in the end if we're Chelsea. But last night you've seen what can happen to you. You can really get a good hammer in, which which what happened. And Bournemouth took their chances. Absolutely. Yeah. And I felt like Cardiff, a few missed chances. And then typically uh, penalty first, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, penalty that I think yeah. Warner could warned Manga about um, diving in. I think Lacazette could have had a couple of penalties in the first half, which weren't given. I could... think there was a... I don't think I could just point the finger at Bruno on that penalty, though. I think there was... There was a few things prior leading up to that which I would also point the finger at and say avoidable. Even Bamba stormed out a little Absolutely bit, didn't he? Absolutely avoidable. Left the gap. avoidable. Um, and another thing I watched, and I'll keep going on about it, is this this trailing people all over the pitch, this man for man thing. 
Well, it took Arsenal a, lot, a bit longer than teams sometimes do to work that out, but they did, like like you always say, the rotation thing, they did work it out eventually, didn't they? And then that's what did for Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul, football-wise, positives from that Arsenal game to take forward? I, I know you and others are talking it up, but I feel Tuesday night was negative for Cardiff. Um, of course, the performance in the circumstances was, was gallant, heroic in many ways. But, you know, you saw Burnley almost beat Manchester United at Old Trafford. You saw Newcastle suddenly create a big gap on Cardiff by beating Manchester City. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Fulham and I'm Fulham came back from two nil down to beat Brighton and football yeah, wise yeah. I'm I'm now really worried about Cardiff. Yeah, I, I'm I'm standing. I, well. I don't want to sound doom and gloom here. No, but, but I, if but we're, we're talking football now, um, I I my worry is is that with what's happened on top of we it, it's going to take us a win or two to get going again. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? And my worry is. Other teams are now getting going. Uh, Fulham, great win. They'll take a lot of spirit from that. Southampton, point. Uh, Newcastle, great win. So, it, 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 what, I, what my fear is over the next five or six games is that we drop the second bottom and they start to uh, two or three point gap between us and St Fulham. Come the end of February, then we're in big trouble. See, see the, the performance at Newcastle good. was woeful in losing 3 0, but in the back of him, I thought, well, Salah's coming in, Arsenal can be written off, but then Salah will kick in as the centre forward and Bournemouth will be beaten and so on. Um, I don't know, it just. It I'm just, just going to say at this juncture that I thought Uman Yas was very, very good against Arsenal, and I thought yeah. Bobby Reid playing off him was very, very good. Neither of them scored a goal. Still, but, but Reid had some good chances as well. Yeah, but they didn't score yeah. a goal, Blake. But they need their, to take their the performance chances. level compared to what's ha- been happening in that centre forward position for Cardiff before that, mm. where Patterson looked like he'd sort of run himself dry, Zahor's not in non-existent. Mm. Those two at least showed some semblance of right. Nias holds the ball up, Reed runs off him, they interchange with each other. I know it's early days and mm-hmm. obviously the sound. Is that going to happen next week though? Because again, we're, we're in a bit of a catch-22, Dom, in the sense that I don't think Neil's picked the same 11. Right? Reed has come in and out. He's probably dropped when he played his best game. Hasn't been seen for a while. Done decently, but good performance isn't resolving the issue. Good performance plus goals equals... But good performance over it, you know, you may not get your dues every few games. That. I five totally games accept down it. the line you I made. totally accept it. I totally accept it, Dom. But that's what Cardiff haven't got on their side. They haven't got five or six games down the line to wait. No. Nope. And that's the Premier League, Dom. That's what's what Reed is finding the difference is you get a chance at Premier League level. If you get two you have to take one. Right? If you get one you have to take it almost. It went it went to that. You've got to be a one in two striker one in three worst case scenario in Premier League you, you you can't get opportunities 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 what between them what do they have three maybe four you say good opportunities yeah yeah probably yeah, four yeah. four good opportunities well you know one of uh, you know four opportunities one has to go in doesn't it yeah. two has to go in but well, Cardiff, Cardiff should have worst scored. Case scenario, one has should have to taken the lead, right? Shouldn't they? Yeah. Right. Look, I mean, I, I love the enthusiasm, you know, about the performance and everything, Don. But 
results-wise, Tuesday, this week has not been a good week for Cardiff. And in fact, Cardiff have not had a good result since, you know, there was the Leicester game. But, you know, it's standing out as a bit of a one-off, isn't it, unfortunately? I think the Leicester, game, Leicester performance and the Arsenal performance weren't actually too dissimilar, but, but, Paul. No, but the fact is they lost to Arsenal. What Cardiff need now, we're, we're speaking mid-afternoon on transfer deadline day, so forgive me if this is outdated by the time some of you are listening to this podcast, but for me, what I kind of desperately need now is a really good last few hours in this transfer window to give everybody a fresh fillet and a win against Bournemouth. And that can then reinvigorate confidence, if you like. But I do feel that's needed at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. I really yeah. do. And I, I don't, you know. Bournemouth's movement and counter-attacking is going to be a problem for Cardiff. Because they, if you remember the first game of the season, they rotated and caused Cardiff a problem. Cardiff weren't at the races at all, they? Really. weren't, but I would say Bournemouth, after coming off the back of a bit of a bad run, they seem to be back to their best and, you know, performance-wise, before Chelsea, they played very well. I look at the Chelsea game and go, OK, that's that, that not the heebie-jeebies, but I'm thinking, right, we're going to have to go some to beat them. That's not a... That's see, no longer see, Blakey, what was helping Cardiff before was despite losing games and sometimes playing poorly, there was always the fillip of the fact that they weren't in the bottom three. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Psychologically, that and has suddenly, a big effect. Suddenly, being in the bottom three and seeing Newcastle pull away so so much all of a sudden... We've been close to you all season. That had an effect on me on mm. Tuesday. Mm. Um, the fact that Fulham came from... Two, two down. down and suddenly instead Four of being two. five behind Cardiff they're two behind Cardiff mm-hmm. that worries you see the, these things at least Huddersfield damn well lost you yeah, know? yeah 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 well, so we, 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 it's not like we we thought at any stage that Cardiff would pull away from the relegation zone and would be no I think we had the opportunity I know but being out of it Dom psychologically made such a difference for me um, and if it's doing it for me I think it must do it for others as well mm. and the fact they're in there now Look, I know Cardiff have been punching above their weight, being out of the relegation zone. That's what I'm saying. Not really naive about that. But the fact they were out of there, you know, gave, well, okay, you can lose this game, but win that one. But, you know, that, that, I I don't know, it just, it just, the Phillips are needed of the transfer window and the win against Bournemouth. And that can reinvigorate again, I think. But those are needed, Blake. Yeah, yeah, you need, I think we need something that can, Definitely turn a game. I definitely think you need that kind of player who can definitely turn a game. Um, and okay, it might not necessarily be a striker. It might be a you know uh, an attacking midfielder or a winger or something like that. But they definitely need something. But someone who's not you're not buying from League One, Championship, hoping you kind of that's what you're buying him for because he's proven to do that. You know you've got to. Well, it's too late to begin across the continent now, but... Can can I ask an existential question almost about about the January transfer window? Mm. Because teams have the summer transfer window, it's a lot longer, you can almost do your due process a bit better, you can do your scouting, you can get your plan sorted, this is what we want, these are our targets, we get them before the season starts. All good. They then head into the season, this is any club, not just Cardiff, they then head into the season believing that the squad they have is good enough to mm-hmm. achieve their objectives. Well, for half a season, they believe that's on. For half a season. Well, no, 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 because half the clubs in the Premier League aren't going to do any business no, in January. I think certainly in Cardiff's case, and I'm sure this is the case with lots of other teams, they think, right, this will get us through to December, 
then we can go into the January transfer window, see where we need strengthening, and then kick off. Yeah, because some half. players are going to be so in I form, think, some players are going to be out of form. So I think due diligence is done. It's probably done through December. On the, I'm not on saying due diligence is done. I'm saying that the, the, it, there's a whiff of, especially here on January transfer deadline day, there's a whiff of the desperation. That's obviously, Cardiff's circumstances are completely unique and understandable, and we should maybe talk about them having special dispensation or not having it from the Premier League. But Cardiff and any club should have believed at least that the squad there at the start of the season is good enough to stay up. I don't think I don't think was never good. I don't think well I know clubs ain't run as efficient uh, as efficiently as what you might think. I think there's a lot of talk of this is what's done. But from my experience and knowing who I know in the game and clubs are knowing the game Rarely are they run as efficiently as what you might think. I think some clubs must be. Well, you look at okay. You look at one of the biggest clubs. You look at someone like Arsenal, right? Arsenal been crying out for a central defender, central defender partnership, central midfielder since you got rid of the likes of Vieira and you know the likes Adams and Campbell, whoever, and Campbell and people like that went. When did they go? Sol's now manager, so is Patrick, so is Ten Thierry. Ten years ago, at least. Right. Ten years later, here we are, and they still got problems in the same position. So, you you know... But in that time, Blake, they've won FA Cups and finished in the top, top uh, it's, four it's, of the it's, 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 not, it's not about winning. It's a, a cup, you can win a cup, and you can finish in the top four of the Premier League. You're Arsenal, you're still buying quality players. What I'm saying is my they probably achieved is, their objectives. My point is... No, their objective is to win the league. <laughs> That's your out and out objective. Well, the six right? teams probably say that, so you can't, yeah, yeah. you can't always do that. Yeah, yeah, so I'm talking about one of those six. Okay. Right? And my point is, there's been a problem staring at them for, like you just said, 10 years. Now, everyone can see it, and you think, well, you got money. The objective was to get a new stadium, rebuild, blah, 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 and two, three years after you've been in there, you spend the money. You still have the same problem you had last season season prior season prior season so it's like no it's not as straightforward as you think there's so much politics goes on involved oh, I understand that you know, completely I will only sign a player from this agent because this agent is my agent and this agent belongs to him I know this club and I'm happy with this person and this and but I wouldn't sign players from there because I've got a problem with that person or I I once signed a player from that country and he was no good so I there's so much goes on in the pot, so much like, in there that you think yourself. But at the at the end of the day, everybody knows the rules, and everyone, like Paul said, you do your due diligence, you get your squad together. Probably you probably start your planning right about now for next season, right? You're looking at what you're going to keep, who you're going to get rid of, who you're going to try and move on and bring in, and blah 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 blah, and then window opens and off you go. But you're always then looking for January to say, right, I know. You my, can never predict the, the, no, the my 18, form and fitness. No, my 18, and, I know. I might have, look at Spurs, I might have four injuries, majors. Well, right? they're not signing anyone, Blakey, because they believe in the process. I'm not I'm using them as the signing. <laughs> I'm using them as yeah, an example yeah. of what you haven't got. So then January, normal circumstances, most clubs would say, bang. But they're different because they're in a position Arsenal were five, six years ago. New stadium, not got the money to spend, so it's going to have to be a bit of pain, and hopefully the game comes once the stadium is built and you're selling it out every week. So, you know, a case in point of this, I guess, is Gary Medine. Twelve months ago, Cardiff yeah. felt like they needed him because of 
dips in form or mm. you know a certain problem that needed to be eradicated. Mm. But it wasn't the right signing. The money was 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 too much really, and, and we all remember it as a as a bad bit of business. So that's what I'm talking about. Maybe avoiding mm. doing. But mm. well, you've got to have you you've got to you've got to have the players. I think I think what we need to be careful of and what uh, Cardiff have been guilty of and say under Neil's tenureship is sometimes there have been a, quite a few players who haven't had no impact. Now that happens at every club throughout the season, sign-ins, wherever you, but you've got to try and limit that. So your due diligence, you under every rock, turn every page, you get to know the person, you try and find out about him, his background, married, kids, family, Mum, dad, you know how he is. Is he aggressive? Is he good in training? Is he a, a drinker? Is he like going clubbing? Is he, you know, is he a family man? All this is all part and part of your due diligence. And that still, he might go out and have a stinker, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But you can't, you can't, you can't cover every eventuality. But you can cover a lot. I think Carter's problem with Medine wasn't necessarily the six million fee initially, which was way over the top. But the fact that Neil Warnock stuck with him for this season when he patently wasn't going to play a part. Well, that's almost my in point in that they, they could have no, signed a striker in the so, summer. So I think that the argument would have been, look, we'll carry on with what we got till Christmas and then we'll reassess and get a new striker in January. But for me, you know, with Medine, I'm not as convinced about Danny Ward as many fans are, personally. Zahor hasn't fired. They've had to play right back up front. But... but if you actually go back to early days on the blue group, on the on this show, you know, I think we've all agreed or certainly said that said and certainly agreed that Cardiff need a right back, Cardiff need a striker, and Cardiff need a midfielder. Creative midfielder, yeah. So there's nothing panicking about January that's telling us that, is it? Those those wow. fundamental areas that were, that needed strengthening the team have been there pretty much, you know, from day one. Cardiff signed two midfielders on deadline day in the summer, Harry Arter and Camarasa. Brilliant, brilliant. Both have been superb. But they're but both on loan to the end of the season. They clear, that's the problem. No, but irrespective of that, they clearly have needed strengthening in that area, whether it's backup for them or whatever. Well, let's talk about a few um, deadline day links. This is the this is the fun part of the I show. I love the way he plays devil's advocate, Dom. He's so good at it. He just <laughs> sits disagree. on the fence. I like, disagree with myself. Balancing. Yeah, it's the balancing. <laughs> You start an argument in a phone box. That's, that's what makes him a brilliant host, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine him in the mirror having an argument with himself. Who are you looking at? <laughs> We're going to chuck some names your way then, here, Blakey. Okay. Um, for disclosure, for the listener, obviously you may be listening to this on Thursday, mm-hmm. or after Thursday, I should say. We're not saying any of these people are signing for Cardiff City. Okay. These are people who have been linked in the media. Yeah. Um, not by us either. Important to say that. So Charlie Austin is one name that's done the rounds uh, in the past couple of days. Experienced Premier League player, goal scorer. One for you? Uh, not the way we play now. Okay. I think you need the way we play, and it's not going to change. Come to that conclusion, it's not going to change at all. You need a target man. Charlie's not a target man. He's a kind of a fox in the box. He's big enough, and he's but that I wouldn't say that's his strength. And you need a target man who can. Also, stretch a team in behind Run the channels. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. So, I would say you'd be better. I would say Neil Warnock would take a Rondon before 
a Charlie. You'd love to run on a, or a Mitrovic. You would have loved yeah. someone of, of that yeah. ilk. Um, Vincent Janssen is another one, the Spurs striker, whose name has been good in the player, mixer. really good player. I've always liked him. Good, out, strong, Spurs. yeah, strong. And you know, sometimes players go to clubs and have a stinker. Like what happens is they don't score for two or three games, and then that becomes eight or nine, and then ten, and all of a sudden their confidence is shot, and they'll go, they get a move. We've seen it with players in this country. They go to the continent, Spain. You think, well, oh, that's a good league. You're never gonna, and then bang, he's like top of the charts, or you know, scored 15 goals in like 15 games. And then it's not just the league; it's just like the environment. Whether you've made good friends at the club, whether you like where you're living, you know, where your family settled, you know, all these things come into play. So um, you must have had that as well. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have. When I first went to Bolton, um, you know, uh, I was kind of pining for Sheffield uh, United because I missed like friends and, and what have you. Um, I was having to move house. Uh, I had a lovely place out in the Peak District, beautiful. Um, and I was having to leave there and move across the Pennines. Uh, and I don't, I knew you, I, don't you be dissing Greater Manchester? I had to, but I didn't want to, <laughs> if you know what I mean, because I was so happy where I was living. But then I knew the new manager didn't want me, so you're forced out. So when I got to Bolton, I remember the first five or six games I played okay, but then I, I kind of hit a, a, a downward. I don't think I scored for about 15 games, something like that. But season was over and I was thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not happy here. I want to go back there, but they don't want me to come back there. I'm kind of in limbo. And then you just got to get your head around, listen, I'm here, I've got to do a job. This, this, right, let's get, the, let's get my head on and get the job done. And... I went away the summer, totally different attitude, trained like a madman in Jamaica, come back and hit the ground running, scored two against Wolves opening day and we go, ended yeah. up breaking records and winning leagues. So. Well, deadline day must be such a state of flux for these players who are linked with moves or who are, you know, their agents are saying, go, go to this training ground, have a medical, go over there. Mm. You get reports of people doing U-turns on the motorway and all sorts of things. Yeah. People don't consider the personal aspect of... of this ridiculous You're thing which is deadline day yeah 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 they don't they don't and it, poor souls with the massive signing on feet uh, <laughs> poor, poor souls Cardiff fans you're like, not showing any sympathy for footballers or ex-footballers <laughs> what about Bakuna Blakey he's been linked yeah Leandro Bakuna well. from Reading um Sounds to me like a bit of a Greg Halford signing. Am I being really unfair there, Blakey? Uh, I wouldn't say really unfair no Paul I, I would, well, I would say it doesn't make well, as a right back well, he plays right back or midfield, Utility doesn't he? again, like Halford was. Yeah, I, do you know what? I think we need an out-and-out full-back who can run, who defends well, but can run forward. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I think we need. I, 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 you know, We've got a good right-back who can defend well right now uh, and he's great in the tackle, but what's missing is that attacking sense. Do you know what I mean? So whoever plays right-back first, you know, One's a right back who likes to sit and tackle hard. Bruno will get forward a bit, uh, but Pelts won't. You know what I mean? But neither of them are what you need to go and get more goals. Like oh, I don't even want to say it. I was, I was just going to reference Emilio there, and I was uh, just, you know what I mean? I was just going to go into. Well, that is the sad, the if sad part. If he of all was there and things like that, yeah. and you just can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm yeah. about to deal with 
you know, mm. this situation of having to press on with transfers in a short space of time after such a tragedy. Yeah. Personally, I think the Premier League should have made um, special grounds, but yeah. that's just yeah. my, that's my opinion. I do as well, but it's interesting that the club her accepting that rule quite, just quite yeah business. they're saying look they can't make a special rule for us mm. we understand that and they're quite again it shows the dignity of mm. the club in all Completely. this mm. I, Completely. I think it's highly insensitive of the Premier League not to give card a special dispensation mm. personally and then my day they didn't have windows mate no had square wheels and you go any time <laughs> of the year <laughs> so it was, it was a little TVs, different TVs, cars, whatever uh, <laughs> black and white TV yeah, yeah. any farthings in between uh, yeah, clubs. you had to put money in the TV <laughs> um, let's go to Blakey's Utopia then Blakey's Transfer Utopia he's just spilled his drink and smashed his mug mid-podcast <laughs> <laughs> there's no one can we continue to you, there's only a little bit yeah, it's natural, mate. It's all part and <laughs> parcel of what the, we bring uh, you. It shows the boot room is very much uh, a live thing. Yeah. Carry on. We all right? Yeah, crack on. Carry on. I'm going to leave. Talking of cracking on. I gotta, yeah, there's a crack <laughs> in that mug. So you talk I was going to talk about your, your your dream situation, Blakey, but you've just created a nightmare in this uh, in this very studio. I ain't the police, Dominic. I ain't the police. You owe Wales Online at least two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> What would you do, Blakey? Um, what would you see it being an ideal transfer deadline day? This, this again, recording this at two thirty on deadline day. People listening to this will then go, "Oh, Blakey was completely right," or "Blakey was completely wrong." But what would you like to see? Uh, what now on top of what signings? On top of wise? what's already been done. Um, well, I, d- I don't think the I th- I think Nias may. Get goals, but you say he was in a better squad, better team at Everton, and struggled to score goals there. So what you're hoping for is like a bit of a minor miracle that somehow he slots into Cardiff. The fans will take to him. He feels great, and then he he goes on like uh, over the next 15 games, he goes and gets eight goals. Right, that's possible, more than possible. Yep. You're hoping for that. That would resolve your goals issue to an extent but I still feel you know it was pretty evident you need a full back and that's not really been taken care of you need a, a, a creative midfielder and when I say creative I don't mean someone who sits in sits in the pocket at six and just sprays the ball about because I think you've got someone like Gunnison who can sit and spray the ball about right I'm talking about that player like like a Camarasa, but probably more physical, more athletic. You know? Right. Like a Decore. I love that player, Watford. You know, I, I've loved him for going two, back to Diame here years. again, aren't we? Uh, Diame, yeah. there you go, mate. We're always going yeah, back to him. And I, I, I mean, I said to sign him. Like he was so unhappy at Newcastle over a year ago. It would have been the ideal time. But um, yeah, that good good shout, Dom. Cheers. Yeah, it just the old brain doesn't work as yeah. well anymore. Yeah. So you just reminded me, yeah. Well, it remains to be seen. Um, transfer deadline day is always fun to uh, to cover if a little bit of a nightmare as well. But we'll keep you abreast on Wales Online. Um, if you're listening to this on Friday or afterwards, then uh, recap everything that's happened and there'll be lots of analysis and talk of what has or has not happened. Right, Nathan, it's on to our new predictions game. Um, 45, this is something that... You... There we go. 
This is something that you can enter as a listener. Um, detailed how to play will be on Wales Online. What you have to do is predict the exact results of these five Premier League games, and there'll be a, a set five each week. Okay, so... And if you get them all right, £25,000 okay. So yours. for the listeners, so they understand, if set five by Media Wales, yeah? By the, these, these five have been set by okay. our, our Which other five? Our wider bosses. Our, which other five for this our week? Our parent company it okay. is. And you can win, win £25,000. Up to... Obviously, if there are a number of people who get get it right, it needs to be it's shared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can win twenty five thousand pounds. You can indeed. You can indeed. These are the five games: Everton v Wolves, Chelsea v Huddersfield, Brighton v Watford, Burnley versus Southampton, Palace versus Fulham. Let's start with Everton versus Wolves. So, wait, wait, did, do I get shared of twenty five grand if I'm no, 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 no? Me, media Wales employees are not allowed. Man. <laughs> Another loads of people. Oh man! It's like you're signing on for you. <laughs> okay. And even though you're not technically an employee, you're one of us as you. Yeah, I was just hoping there. Came to the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first off, give it to me. Hit Everton me. versus Wolves. Ooh, good. I mean, that is a definite away win. Really? What? What score? Uh, two nil. Oh, 2 1. 2 0, I go for. 2 0 Wolves. Mm. Chelsea versus Huddersfield. Oh, mate. Problems at my team. Uh, Chelsea this versus is banker, Huddersfield. It? Yeah, I think, mate. Sarri needs this kind of game. But if they don't, I, I'm i going to go Chelsea 1 0 late on. Because I don't think it's a uh, foregone conclusion. There's problems in the camp. Mm. Brighton versus Watford. Brighton, Watford. Uh, Go, uh, I think both 2-2 uh, draw yeah, yeah even draw Burnley versus Southampton Burnley Southampton Cardiff could do both I'm going to go oh, with Southampton 2 oh they've just signed Crouch and they the day Burnley yeah for for Volks is going to Stoke, to Stoke yeah um, I'm going to go with an away win I'm going to go with Southampton uh, 1-0 1-0 Southampton uh, and the final one in the 45 this week is Palace versus Fulham 45 Palace Fulham Palace Fulham oh man I'm going to go with you know Palace my bogey yeah. team don't you I know you're, you're, desperate, to it, right? you're desperate to pick desperate to pick right Palace win 3-1 3-1's Palace um, well, let's get on to the, the final five games, which are not in the forty-five, but just for just for our own amusement. Um, okay. Starting with Tottenham versus Newcastle. Do I get twenty-five grand if this one's? Right? You get twenty-five pence from me. If you get these right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your first one? <laughs> Tottenham Newcastle. Tottenham Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle better pull something out of. No, actually, Tottenham better pull something out of the bag. You need Newcastle to lose, don't we? Uh, I'm gonna go Tottenham. Two nil. Two nil. Spurs. Uh, Leicester. Man United. Leicester. Man United. I'm gonna go two one United. Two one United. A big game in Man City. Arsenal. Man City. Uh, uh, three one. Three one. City. Uh, West Ham versus Liverpool. West Ham, Liverpool. Liverpool the didn't look, they didn't look their usual firing best the, uh, last night. 
and West Ham are under pressure and they always pull one out the bag I'm going to go West Ham win because I think this Premier League is going to open up this weekend so I'm going to go West Ham uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go 2-3-0 three, 3-1 three, 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 one, three, one. Three, one West Ham yeah, blimey yeah, yeah. That's music to Don's ears, being a big man new fan. Let's move on. I'm glad that's not in the fuzzy fireworks. Like, so it's not going to happen. Um, final one, of course, Cardiff versus Bournemouth, and we'll we'll all chip in here. Cardiff, Bournemouth. Should say all the tributes, of course, home, home tributes uh, for the first time to Emiliano, which should be really yeah. emotional and. Um, I think this would be a really difficult affair. game for Cardiff. I think Bournemouth are going to be on cloud ten. And there's going to be a lot of emotion in that stadium. Um, let's let's sit on the fence, yeah, and let's go. Uh, I think Bournemouth will score, so let's go one-one. One-one. Yeah. Paul, I concur with Blakey. I think both of us think fear deep down that Cardiff will lose but we're going to both sit on the fence and I'm going to say 1-1 as well mm. and I think that will be because the crowd will really that's what I'm after, thinking yeah. after the initial you know after all the initial emotion and everything it will turn you know I think the Cardiff fans will really rally behind the team and really raise them and I think Cardiff may get a draw in what will be a very 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 difficult you'd be surprised the adrenaline that the, the adrenaline dump you'll get from all that emotion yeah well that's what I thought happened in the first half the against Arsenal yeah 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 that's why I'm going to say um, a big Cardiff win okay 3-1 let's hope your predictions let's hope you're right Dom let's hope you're right Dom let's say well thank you very much for listening um, you can of course subscribe rate and listen on iTunes Acast and Wales Online and um, podcast is of course brought to you by Giovanni's and for all your deadline day needs um, go to Wales Online and our Cardiff City channels. But from the three of us... 45. Yep. Yeah, goodbye. Thanks for joining us.